everybody welcome to another episode let me know i'm your host angel and today i'm sitting with angel cideno he's the host of the atlas cast make sure you catch him wherever you listen to podcasts go itunes spotify google play wherever you listen to podcasts wherever you listen to this podcast make sure you go at him and check him out um basically it's his show is basically like mine we interview people but his show he started as a as a record thing as a like he's trying to capture history for his son his son is named atlas so this podcast is dedicated to his son to kind of get to know his dad the people he knew and to capture history like i said what, what's going on right now right now, I, I believe he's one or two years old so he's not aware of what's going on in the world but he decided to you know do this podcast for his son so make sure you go check it out and this interview was super fun. We actually found a lot of common things. Like we're both named Angel first to start it off. Uh, we were both born in, in LA, but raised in Mexico at one point. And we're both Asian. So, you know, it's a trip. I don't really find a lot of people named Angel that are also Asian and that were raised in Mexico. So, you know, as the episode keeps uh, progressing, you're going to find out more and more things that we have in common. So, you know, at the end of this episode, we, you know, we, we put out an idea. Maybe we should do a podcast together. So if you agree with, with, um, with Angel or with both angels, I guess, um, let us know. Should we do a podcast together? I don't know. You tell us. Um, yeah. Um, also on another note, I wanted to tell you guys about a giveaway that I'm doing. So I'm partnering up with Delana shop. And we're coming and bringing you this giveaway. So we're giving away a beanie. She hand makes these beanies. She crochets them herself. But for every purchase you make, she donates one to a homeless shelter. So I decided when once I heard that, I decided, you know what? I got to do a giveaway. I got to help her out. At least get the word, you know, about what she's doing. So we're giving away a free beanie. All you got to do is follow um, the Let Me Know podcast and the Lana shop on Instagram and tag some friends the more entries you have the more people you tag the more entries you're gonna have for the giveaway so um the giveaway ends on december 12th at 12 a.m so make sure you participate and you know tell more people tell people about this giveaway so i know if you're living in la right now it's not the coldest but you know it's getting kind of chilly here and there and also christmas is just around the corner and there's people that are hard to shop for so why not get them a beanie? You know, you never know. They might have their head a little cold right now. And 
they could benefit from a beanie right so um and if not at least you know you're gonna be looking good and feeling good because you're doing something nice for somebody else and you're also you know wearing this beautiful beanie that she creates by hand so go check her website out at the lana shop the oh, they underscore lana shop on instagram and facebook yeah and um yeah i want to give a shout out to all the people that popped up that are loyal fans or at least loyal listeners of the show i made it into some of your guys's top five um spotify playlist the the top five that you've heard all year so thank you appreciate your support appreciate you guys just tagging me because you didn't have to even do that so thank you very much for for supporting the show uh and another note another note another note make sure you leave me a review on itunes five stars please and please share the show with your friends the more listeners you get the more support my guests get so i mean that's at the end of the day that's what we're doing it for so the my guests could get as much attention as possible and hopefully they grow into bigger things and at least i could say i had them before they blew up so yeah um i think that's it um we're gonna listen to the interview right now so hopefully you enjoy this song Let the beat hit you with a big bang, make the girls dip low, people taking pics, click pies for a quick pose, armored cars, bodyguards, rocking thick trench coats, if you get close then you might get your wig blown, D to the FD, fly as a frisbee, fans with their hands holding signs saying kiss me, cup full of whiskey, pocket full of weed, got a catalog of bangers, iPods full of D's, yo it's killer California, sorry to inform you, but I served your favorite rappers like Anna Kornikova, freestyle game, even nicer than your written MCs, I've slain need Viking and prescription. Yeah, get your zanny bars up Got these kids looking at me like I'm daddy warbucks All you trust fund babies, please hand me your trust And I'll double your money by fucking challengers up You can shoot crazy videos with Canon 5Ds Use YouTube and Ustream satellite feeds Wear my clothes and my shoes and have my ID But it won't ever turn you into a rapper like me Where is dumb from? It's probably Andromeda Styles up the charts, it blew up the damn monitors We've never had a reading like this on the swagometer Nobody wanna see me, call me your tax auditor H&R block flow, catch me on your block post Giving out free shit like Oprah's talk show You get one, you get one, and you too Look under your seat, there's a dub sack glue to it On the last day of 2010, I was with the homie Wax Talking about the takeover, sipping on some Pontiac Cutie with a booty pass by, we made a toast to that Changing up the industry like they did with the Zodiac Yes sir, man I'm spitting straight crack Making y'all look stupid like Gucci Mane's face That hyper. it's getting cold in here I'm taking rap back to its golden years Check it they got these Asian stereotypes, what's with that? My dick's big, I drive good, and I suck at math But I can fucking rap, so watch your fucking mouth Before I do some martial arts shit and punch you out I'm not the timid type, I live the city life Got just the right amount of arrogance that women like I drink and smoke la vida loca I'm trying to run LA, call me Viragosa 2011, you're gonna hear a whole lot of me I'm making better music than most of these Grammy nominees Their albums are going platinum and mine just went mahogany But I ain't really tripping, cause one day they're gonna honor me in the past year, I've acquired a little web fame Met a lot of haters and liars within the net game Got a little buzz, but I ain't even feel a head change Too busy getting my bars up 
catchphrase I ain't a silly kid doing video blogs If I did him as a youth it'd be the city of God Cause I was more into robberies than getting a job I just shut the shit down, turned the internet off I said that bubba bubba, that bubba bubba Kush kush that bubba bubba That bubba bubba, kush kush that bubba bubba That bubba bubba, kush kush that bubba bubba That bubba bubba, kush kush What's up guys? Welcome back. So I don't know what song you guys heard, but you know it's a certified banger. So today, like I said on the in on the intro, today I'm sitting with Angel Cedeño. He's coming from Nevada, but he's originally from LA. You guys heard from him already uh, on the Halloween episode. That's the you know the, the story about El Diablo. That's this man right here. So had to have him on because a lot of you kept telling me that that was one of the scariest stories you've heard. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's only fair to have him on the show to talk about what he does. He also has a podcast. It's called the Atlas Pod or Atlas Podcast. Atlas Cast. Oh, Atlas Cast. My bad. I said it right the first time. And I don't know what happened right now. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, it's an interview show, correct? Yep. So, you know, like before, before I get into my my rants and my questions, like I want to know how your day is. You know what, man? I I'd be the first to to tell you, but uh, my day started off kind of crazy, man. I got home yesterday and the moment I stepped out of the car, I just started, you know, puking and having the chills and yeah, man, like it's, it, it was a real trip for me. And I, I just, I took a COVID test this morning and I'm waiting on results and, and yeah, man, I'm, I, I'd, I'd be lying to you, but I'm actually sweating underneath this hat and stuff. So it's, yeah, man, it's it's a trip, but you know what, bro? I'm I'm blessed to be alive. You know, I, I have a two year old, so he's always on my temper. But uh, but you know that that's how two year olds are. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Dang, that's crazy though. Can you taste anything? You know what, bro? I I don't want to psych myself out, but no. Okay, well, you're 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 good. Um, you probably ate something that <laughs> burned your tongue. You know, like that that that's why. But you're good, bro. You're good. We're gonna send out good good vibes. I, I appreciate it. It would be the second time I have it, so it, it's it's all good. The COVID or the test? Uh, well, I've tested like three times, but uh, COVID. Oh, you've had it before? I've had it before. Yeah. Oh shit, that's crazy! Like, like right now, well, that's one of the questions. Can you get it again after you had it? So, I mean, but you don't have it, so like, it's not you know, then it's not possible yet because we don't know, but because you don't have it. Exactly. It's. It's a sinus infection. Yeah, there we go. We're going to go over something that's bad, but, you know, at least something that we could cure that we know that there's a cure for. Sure. But yeah, man. Right now, you know, we're living through some crazy times. On top of that, like the election, you know, right now when we're recording, it's the day after and we don't know the results. So we're also like on top of you being sick or like not feeling well. Um, now, I don't know how stressed out about you are about politics. I don't know if you're into politics. I'm not personally, I'm not, but you can't help, you know, even if you're not into politics, like with everything that's going on, you can't really help not looking at the TV, seeing what the results are. Yeah, man. No, I, I, I try to be as active in, in politics as I can. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, professional and in any sort of way, but I always try to like bring awareness because the politics that are going on today are the politics that are going to affect my son's future. So, you know, whatever the, the, the decisions that we make and, and the decisions that our government makes now are, are going to affect our kids and their kids. 
And that's pretty much, you know, I really, I always like putting that out there. You know, that's the reason why I started my podcast, actually. It, you know, that's why I named it Atlas Cast. My son's name is Atlas. And I, I just wanted to make sure that if I start a podcast, it'll be provi providing perspectives to him, you know, that that will encourage him and, and will, you know, bring food for thought in case he ever needs it later on in the future. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was about to ask you, like, about your show. How did it get started? Because, yeah. I know I saw a picture of your son and you know his name is Atlas and I've tied I mean my brain tied it together like well that's his name that's the podcast like he must have done it for his son and I went all the way to your Instagram to the bottom where you kind of explained it but for the listeners can you tell us about your show and the idea behind it and like the inspiration definitely um uh it, it's named after my son like I just said um it's it's where I have real conversations with real people that I feel you know, can provide a narrative or a perspective or a stance to to, to a kid later on in the future. I mean, I, I hate to say it, I do, I'm not a kid growing up in this modern day and age, but I think there's more to life than Fortnite and TikTok. So when it really comes down to it, it's it's how, you know, fashion affects you. It's how, you know, the, the social climate, the political climate affects you. And when having a two-year-old and, you know, I, ne I was never provided a narrative for me growing up like, yeah you're half korean you're half mexican but that's kind of all you're you're left with yeah you know what's funny man we're named angel and i'm half chinese no well i mean you kind of look it not gonna lie yeah 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 and you're half korean i'm assuming you just mentioned korean yeah. <laughs> wow that's crazy like we're both named angel or asians like i was born in, i mean i was born here raised in tj and then i was raised in wilmington so that's that's a <laughs> damn yeah. Cool. I, I was I was actually there's a story behind that. I was almost born in TJ too, but my mom crossed oh, really? the border. <laughs> yeah, well, my my mom and my dad met in TJ, and like my dad, my mom forced my dad to cross the border with like she already had her papers, but like she only had the like the border crossing pass. Mm. So then she ended up having like she's like, no, he's gonna be born over there. So she forced his ass to bring me here, and here I am, American citizen, y'all. There you oh, go. But, Hey, that that's cool though bomb um, man like I, that that's great like i actually been thinking about that a lot like how fashion and you know like I, i'm how old are you i'm 30 i i, I turned 30 this year i'll be 31 Fuck, in like, bro. Thir like three years oh i just turned 30 in july in july 4th Orale, february 1st yeah oh, see, all right yeah wow man so <laughs> we got so much stuff like, uh, in common but yeah like like so you're uh, raised like how i was like i was i still had the the, the phones with the rotary you know where you have the circle yeah. and you gotta like like now kids the, like, and also i was thinking about high school like there's no reason to have like, high school reunions anymore because since we're all keeping up with each other through social media like like there's no surprise and most of us work for each other at this point like we don't like i mean the people i went to high school with like some of them work for the other people that like they end up getting into business together so it's like really like do we really need to have a reunion like i see you on instagram <laughs> i talk to you all the time like i went to high school with you that's funny uh yeah man i mean i, I think it's not until you really move away that you really realize uh how kind of alone you can be in this world but at the okay. same time i feel like even just the, the connection that we just made between our you know our our you know, uh, our cultural similarities. It's mm -hmm. uh, you actually see how not alone you are in this world as well when you meet new friends through, you know, whatever means you might meet them through. 
but but yeah, I I, I I agree with you in the sense because I don't want to see anyone I, I went to high school with. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like you live in Vegas, like what what took you to Vegas? Um, I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just fighting. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised the way things are right now that I uh, like, it's all right if you do, you know, like shit happens. I took a vacation and I came out here because my mom had just bought a house and um, I came out here and I realized that like, oh, you can have a backyard, you know, you're, 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 you're allowed to have one, you know, and, and you can, you, you, you can frolic freely, you know, in, in the city of Las Vegas and, and have your fun, have, you know, have your cake and eat it. And I realized I was, you know, paying twice her mortgage uh, in, in a one bedroom apartment in downtown LA. And I just, I had to make the move, man. And, you know, shortly after I, I had my son and at that point there was no point in going back. I, I just had to build on from here. Yeah, I mean, but in your show, like, I, I mean, I heard your your the first episode with your friend. Um, he's a LAPD officer. Mm-hmm. So, and then right now, when we like we were talking before we recorded, you mentioned that you come back and forth. Like, how often do you do that? Like, come from LA to Vegas? Um, I have uh, I, I've I've I'm down to two seasons at the moment. So I've so far I've done it twice, and I record literally my entire season in one or two days. Oh damn. Yeah, so I'm I'm in I'm in the studio at probably I start at 10 a.m. So I'm probably there at 8:30, 9 o'clock, and then I'm out the door probably around eight. Yeah, because you mentioned you were gonna be down here in October. Did were you? Oh, you literally said that you were just down here. So, so are you right now working on season three or like you're releasing those episodes right now? So, so I'm I'm releasing season two, uh, one week at a time, and that was recorded. I mean, last yeah, last month. Uh, and and I I'm targeting season three. I was targeting it for this month, but the way that everything is looking and just everything getting wild and out of hand, I'm probably gonna push it for early December. All right. So uh, how many like how many episodes per season? Like, huh? what made you honestly like what made you want to do seasons? Like, why not just go straight to like episodes? Uh, because I did. I knew I didn't have like my immediate like. Uh, my immediate guests, like everyone that's been on like my show was pre-planned like at least a month before with times and dates and like questions and stuff like that. So I, I don't have access to people in Las Vegas the same way that I do in Los Angeles because I mean, being born and raised there, you know, a lot of the people that come on my show were, you know, longtime friends. And even I guess the the, the bit more of the famous people were, were connected through friends. So it, it's it's been difficult for me to make a lot of friends, especially as an adult out here and make connections like that too. No, yeah, I agree. Like, I still have trouble, and I've, I've I've lived in like L.A. for most of my life now. You know, like I've been here longer than I, I was in, in T.J. I was over there for nine years, and I've been here for twenty five. So, you know, like, yeah. So, like, it, it's crazy. Like, but it is, man. It is hard. So, like, so when you came up with your show, like, what kind of guests were you looking for? Like, obviously, you just mentioned like your high school friends or like childhood friends, but. Like, what was the thought process behind it? Like, you mentioned that this is for your son. So, like, exactly, like, how did you build or what was the idea behind building your show? Well, it, it it's crazy because it, I I was really, I hate to say it, but I was really inspired by the by the riots and the protests that I saw on TV mm-hmm. because uh, my son is two. In, in 1992, we went through the Rodney King riots and I was provided no narrative. I was provided no stance. I was provided with absolutely nothing other than burning, you know, burning buildings on TV. 
And when it came down to it, I, I didn't want my son to grow up and, and question me on that. Like, what did you do? Why did why didn't you fight for people's rights? You, you always talk about, you know, uh, liberating kids from cages, but yet, you know, you never see anything. And, and I realized, like, you know what, I have to I, I have to provide that narrative to my son. And my thought process behind it was, I mean, a lot like the LAPD officer, I actually served with him in the army. Um, the, the cannabis cultivator, I served with him in the army. Um, Manny Jimenez, who who is you know one of my heroes, uh, I hit him up on Instagram like two years ago, and I said I, I hope to have a podcast one day, and I'd love to have you on, and I made it work. You know, uh, my uh, my baby's mom was was my biggest supporter behind all this, and she said if if you have these quality of friends and these quality of people, I I, I don't see why you should stop ever. You know, and through that, I, I mean, I found you through that, I found Mega Man through that, and it's been a ride ever since. Do Do you feel like they'll you'll end it eventually or like do you just see like yourself doing this and hopefully your son taking over one day you know what i, I thought about that and i, I think it'd be cool i, I really do think it, it it would be uh honorable at least in my sense because again i mean people still have to provide the narrative for the next generation and, and who better than him you know i, 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 I mm -hmm. no go ahead no, no, I mean, I, I named him Atlas because I wanted him to remember every day that he has to carry his own world on his back. Wow, that's that's very poetic right there. Yeah. That's tight. Wow. I mean, Angel, like, you're just fly around helping people. But, yeah, I mean, wow, that, that's that's a heavy name, you know, because with a lot of weight, I was trying to put a pun with. I'm not good at putting something like that. <laughs> uh, so I heard your first episode. Basically, it was with the, your friend, and he's an LAPD officer. Mm -hmm. And you hit a lot of like a lot of issues. And like, I mean, obviously, he's your friend. Like, you you have history with them. So, like, you were able to ask some of those questions that like we all want to ask. You know, like how can we talk to you without getting in trouble? And um, he actually like being in the you know being an lapd he could actually give you information for, of, of some of the cases that did spark those um um black lives matter movements you know and you know he told his history on like on the the movement itself and some other things that we're oblivious that we couldn't we only see on social media or like we read about but we don't have the information firsthand like he did so um were you afraid because i'd be afraid you know like i'd be afraid to ask my homie that like maybe lose that friendship or something like that Nah, i, I mean i i'm i'm fortunate enough to to have you know to have him as my friend my friend matthew and he's a he's a person of good character and when i thought about the narrative of are all cops bad he he immediately popped into my head i'm like no i, I he, he would run into a bullet wall a wall of bullets for me no there, there's no way that i can consider him bad and not just that but knowing how how much of a workhorse he is he's not gonna step on someone just to you know earn uh, earn a stripe or anything like that so i had to ask him personally myself like all these things like you know the whole brianna taylor thing and and sometimes you get words back from someone that you weren't expecting like well D due to the process of everything, the Breonna Taylor taste was technically valid. And that's not something you want to hear as a person of color. Like you, that, that's a murder that you guys just let happen. But here we are, you saying that it's okay, but he was able to provide a narrative. So that way people can't just jump out and say, well, that's wrong. Well, let me explain to you why I'm right. You know, that that's, that's what I wanted to provide my son because at the end of the day, I don't want him to immediately be abrasive towards police officers and get himself into trouble. I hate to say it, but as a Latino and coming from 
uh, a mother who who was an illegal immigrant, it was always taught to me that it's in your best interest to avoid police altogether. But you're an adult. You you can use your words. Let's benefit that for ourselves. Yeah, the the one issue that I, I would have hoped you touched on was like, why is it okay for Trump supporters to like rally and, but then you don't and they don't get any flash like um like what's it called lashback or, you know like they're able to to just be like pretty much rolling deep through the interstate or like through the streets parking like in the parking lot like at in and out or something like and just take over but when it came to to the black lives matter movement like you got fools with riot gear and you know some of them are like trump supporters they're like getting abusive and you got you record them but then they still get away you know like oh well he got away but we're telling you what he did but like literally like no stand back stand back like you're protecting their side but not ours like i wish you would have been able to touch on that because you know that that's something like i would like like uh, his opinion from you know he's a black person and he already said like he said that you know he's from watts and you know he he already told you he like i don't feel bad for like putting people away from my city you know pretty much like yeah. that's what i took from it you know like you would have thought that from a person of color yeah, at least some had some empathy, but I didn't feel that, you know, to tell the truth coming from that episode. So I, I really didn't. Like, I didn't feel like he had empathy. He, like, he put the badge before, like, the human. And I, I, I did like the the perspective of how how he was able to explain things. Like, like the Brandon Taylor case where, like, she was in the EMT for since 2017. And that's information that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were running drugs through that apartment, but also like the mayor, like that was the mayor took it on himself to kick all these people out, you know, to gentrify this this um these this that city, right, or like that yeah. block, I guess. Yeah. So so a lot of a lot of things that people never were were made uh, aware of, and and I had it like I was digging through it for this episode, but that Brianna Taylor's lawyer was stopped pursuing the criminal cases through the police officers and just made it tried his best to make it focus on on the mayor and what he was trying to do was eliminate these trap houses so that he could flip these houses and gentrify them that way more tax revenue goes in through them and gets put into the city's pocket which is his own yeah yeah Yeah, that's crazy that greed ended up taking some people's lives and then it just sparked this whole movement that's that I mean to me that, that was the craziest but also like He's not gonna like. He's still employed by LAPD. He's not gonna you know, talk about him like that. You know, like I just didn't feel like the empathy behind it. Like I felt, I, I wish he would have had some, but then the day it's his job, his livelihood. Like he's not. I, I wanted to have him on my show and actually ask these questions, but I don't know. Cause, He'd be open to it, dude. Like it, it was funny because the the whole thing about like the 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 fire that lit my podcast was him having a, a debate with someone on my Facebook. And I yeah, said, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll start a podcast. And, and if you guys want to jump on and, and, and debate one another, let's do it. But I figured, you know what, let, let's let's change the narrative a little bit. This is for my kid. And, and, and I decided to go with that. Yeah, I mean, and I do like the issues that you touch on, like LAPD, that's forever going to be on, on history. You know, the way they reacted to these things. And right now, cannabis, like it was just announced that Oregon was the first one to legalize everything. Like you could do mushrooms. Like th- this is our history that your your you know your podcast is like able to put out. So w- maybe when your son grows up, hears it and doesn't have to study, he just hears your podcast and passes those history tests. You know, exactly. Well, but fingers crossed if that's the case. <laughs> but I mean, it, I I feel like I, I was raised without a father, so 
I, I was too, I, I was left without the biggest teacher in life. And and now that I am a father, I, I choose to be that biggest teacher in life. Well, I mean, I, I could tell like you're trying to do something for your son. Like that's probably something like you wish that like there was something that hey, your father were left for you. Cause you know, be like I, I'm on the same boat with you. Like I grew like my father's like around. I just don't have a relation with them. He walked out when I was in middle school probably or like elementary and like living in mexico like my dad would come back and forth but he never stayed longer than the weekend so like i really didn't have a relationship with them so like as men like there's things that like for like i started holding new podcast about my, my like feelings you know emotions like being able to talk about these things like like i think that's something important that you you should teach your your son you know like it's okay to have emotions because being like raised by a mother like that's all i know and it's hard like i had a conversation with somebody like it's hard to be around your homies and like have these emotional like conversations because then you get made fun of you know yeah it, it it's it's sad that and and again i think it has a lot to do with our culture too you know that the mexican machismo has as i mean that narrative has been around since the dawn of time and you know, and, and and even even the Asian side of things, Asian people are not very well known to to show their emotions at, at all, and it's it's in our genetic structure, you and I. But here we are actually starting podcasts about our feelings and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're breaking cycles, man, and that's what it's about. So, like, what was life like for you, or like, what your childhood like, like growing up in? You said East LA, or I was where? born in uh, born and raised in Northeast Los Angeles, Highland Park to be exact, and um, it was it was. I mean, it was a trip because now that I'm older, I realized that I, I was very lucky to walk out of that place, you know, unharmed. And I say that because I, I had a very strict mother. I had a very mean mom, but she was very much on top of like, hey, making sure that, hey, my son is fed. My son is alive. My son is he cared for and, and he can take his ass up to, his, up to the house that I pay for and, and, and away from all this BS. But at the same time, it was always, a, you know, it was always attractive when you're a kid, you know, so tagging on walls and you know ditching school and that that was all part of my norm but at the same time it was like i was also bald i ran with the wrong crowd and anyone from that wrong crowd could have got shot at that day and and i would i could have been you know shot i could have been hurt and yeah. i was just fortunate to, to get out but but being asian there that's what made me really stand out like i wouldn't like to be honest like when i saw you like just your picture i, I didn't know you were hispanic and so i actually like heard your podcast and you're telling me like you want to go bodies with me that's your introduction to me like let's go bodies over some like some salsa i was like all right like, i'm down like I, i'm not gonna turn down a fight like that's not my philosophy but like hi nice to meet you bro like at least you know introduce yourself not just straight up let's go bodies for some hot sauce i was like fuck it let's get it on but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess the hood you know you can leave the hood but the hood never leaves you so uh, that's i mean that's cool though like like were you made like being hispanic and asian like were you made fun of a lot or like all the time you know? all the yeah. time man all the time and and that was always my open opportunity to remind people that the korean kid in your classroom is more mexican than you are you know and and i i, I tell people that i'm a citizen of, of mexico i lived in mexico city like no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna tell me that I'm not Mexican based off, you know, the way that I look. Al final, de, al final de todo, yo soy la persona que, que en realidad hace mis hace mis, mis, yo hago mis decisiones para mí mismo. Yo, mm -hmm. yo, yo deseo lo mejor para toda la gente, pero it's, it's all about how I'm gonna raise my kid too. And then, I mean, 
Spanish is a big part of it. And I feel like when I speak Spanish and people already are immediately walking out of the room, I'm like, oh, now who's Mexican, motherfucker? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard getting punked on by the Korean kid in Spanish, so people can hang. <laughs> when, he, when he knows better Spanish than you, because speak it way better than you, like not the, the like pocho version, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was really big on that because I was taught to read and write in Spanish too. Uh-huh. So like is your mother like Korean, full Korean, or is she nah. also have Mexican? Nah, nah, she's she's full Mexican. She's she's from oh. Mexico City. She's she's one of those short, like really light-skinned Hispanic ladies, though. She's blonde, oh. has freckles. It's the weirdest thing. You would never think we're related. Okay. <laughs> so your your dad is Korean then? My yeah, my biological dad oh. is Korean. All right, so that makes sense, like why you grew up in Mexico, so like or or you know, like yeah for so long. Yeah, but like I mean, both both my brothers like were born and raised in Mexico and they still live there too. All right. Yeah. I, I, do they also look Asian like you? They have nah. The, the, no. Not nah, different dads, but but it's funny. One oh, of them kind of does look like me, and when you put us together, you're like, that's what I would look like if I wasn't Korean. Oh, uh, all right. I mean, you got the lucky like you're lucky like that. You know, you, yeah. get, you get to look a little different. Like like for me, like I've never been able to fit in. To say, should I go to Mexico? Call me a white boy. I come here. I'm, I'm Mexican and even that I'm not even that Mexican you know so hey like I'm more Asian than anything so but you so I'm around Asians I'm not I'm Mexican or whatever so I start like I might as well just go inside a hole because I don't fit anywhere but you know I'm, I'm gonna cry on my other podcast that's for another show <laughs> yeah well I mean tell me more about yourself like you said you you're part of the army right like yeah. what was that experience like? uh it, it was it was a trip because um I always tell people don't don't make decisions out of necessity, but I was like five credits away from graduating high school, and that was the only move I had to make. And and to be honest, I, I I'm really fortunate to have enlisted in the military because uh, it's it's opened up tons of doors for me, especially career wise. I probably wouldn't recommend it, you know, to most people, but if if you're if you're at your last year of high school and you're trying to figure out what the fuck you need to do and, and you don't want to go to college it's this is probably your best bet because you'll be taught discipline you'll be taught you know accountability responsibility leadership and things like that in a proper manner not not some fucking you know asshole yelling at you but you, you will you know and, and you'll you'll adapt to it and like did, were, did you serve like were you like in the I, field or yeah, i don't know yeah. how you refer it. Uh, i i got to go overseas a few times and uh um, I, I was in the reserves uh, for, for, for actually the majority of that time. And uh, like all the dudes that actually served out in the protests and the riots, those are actually all my friends. Like I, it was weird seeing a, like literally a lot of my friends, some of them that were even my, on my podcast were on there. No, it, 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 it was a trip because even, even there you saw the cultural differences too. Like I immediately, I, I took it like prison when, when I walked in because I was like, all right, time to make friends. You know who your fucking people are and blah, blah. <laughs> And it was, it was the craziest thing because the people that took me in the most were like these two white boys from Tennessee that had never met a Hispanic or an Asian in their life. And then when I tried like chopping it up with like Raza from like San Diego and like Northern California, they were like, oh, no, nah, dog, that's not us. We don't even talk Spanish. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> bro, really? Like, and in my head, I'm like, dog, really? So, so like, who's Mexican in here with me, you know? Yeah. Damn, that's, that's cold. And, but, but like okay so en enrolling you know the like the, the thing you always hear is like ptsd you know like were, were you ever afraid of like being one of the people that came with, with it or did, did you come with ptsd once you were done with with like you're serving um 
I, I go. I take it back to a, to some philosophy that my platoon sergeant always taught me, and he said, uh, when it, in the terms of post-traumatic stress disorder, it's a monster, and either you kill that motherfucker or that motherfucker kills you. So it's it it, it is how you want to take it, you know. Um, I, I'd like to think that I walked into the army with PTSD from already living in the hood, you know, and um, a lot of that when coming out. You, you, you realize how much you suffer physically from all that. And when you're accustomed to, to getting up in the morning, four or five in the morning and running and, and going through, the, through these excruciating things and you come out and you don't go through that anymore, your body's so accustomed to it that you start breaking down due to depression, due to anxiety, you have nothing to do, you, you have nowhere to go, you might have a nine to five, but after that nine to five ends, you're not jumping out of airplanes, shooting people or you know shooting at targets. It's 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 not what you were doing for so long and it's just hard for your body and your mind to catch up to doing not as much and i think that's that's the big thing about ptsd that people don't don't really see is that the physical aspect of it if you take care of yourself if you have the ability to take care of yourself your mind will follow so, so like what, what do you do to keep your mind strong because uh, like, I mean, now now it's different. Now, like I'm I'm an old man, bro. I chase my son, and, and I, I don't I don't have you know the, the issues that I had before. But um, I hate to say it, but I, I, for the longest time, I, I would treat symptoms like that with drinking, and that that was never, you know, till this day, people will tell you that I'm a lightweight when it came to drinking. But back in those days, I mean, I was I was stuffing empty tall cans underneath my bed, and I was you know, flicking cigarettes in, in empty pee bottles of, of Gatorade, you know, because I couldn't make it out of bed. I was just so fucked up in my head and depressed. And, you know, and I, I suffered that at, in my early 20s. So having to go through my mid 20s and eventually into my 30s, escaping that is, you know, it's, it's a blessing because a lot of my friends didn't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, like, well, obviously, like, the I was gonna ask you, like, your son was the big, like, the big reason why like you like you kind of like escape that i'm assuming but i mean it's obvious like you know like obviously you want to be the best father you can and if you're like you're pointing these issues out then it's clearly that you knew it was a problem so like it'd be a stupid question but i still kind of asked it a little bit <laughs> you know what I, I think my son was the glue you know i my everyone in my whole life and i'm pretty sure you heard people tell you this too it's like you're, you're so smart you're, you're, you're so creative you're so intelligent you're so strong but you never see that for yourself you know when when my son was born it was the, it was like me talking to myself in the sense of you can either prove all these people that you that that love you you could prove them wrong or you could prove all these people that hate you right you can be strong, you can be intelligent, and you can be, you know, a, a strong father and, and, and raise a good son. Or you can just do what these fucking jackoffs tell you to do and they expect you to fail. And they really won't give a fuck after you do. So yeah. it was, in, it's in my, it's in, it's always in my best, in, you know, decision to be there for my son and, and provide as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, that's a good philosophy right there. I mean, either you prove the people that are telling you you can't do it right or you prove them wrong and yeah there's, there's no that anything else there's no in between but so your podcast going back to your podcast like what was the spark behind it like no like everybody starts like everybody says that starts the podcast i'm gonna start it i want to but some of us don't you know a lot of people don't they say they want to but they don't end up doing it so what was your spark what what was the thing that was like 
fuck, I have to do this, you know? Like, I, I always love podcasts. I, I, I mean, living in LA and working in LA, you're in your car a lot because of your commute. Um, and I mean, obviously, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. I, I listen to a lot of like uh, audio theater too. I, I really actually want to get into that. That might be my next step. But um, I, I came, I came to Vegas, and I was left with absolutely nothing and no one. And I watched the uh, the George Floyd riots and protests, and I said, "Well, I mean, fuck it. Who's gonna? I'm, I'm not gonna be able to remember all this. I have to tell my kid the story now, you know. And, and hopefully, he'll listen when he gets older." But that was a big start because during those protests, I saw friends on all three sides. I saw them as police officers. I saw them as protesters and I saw them as the soldiers that were protecting federal buildings. So if anyone got hurt, it was affecting me immediately either way, wow. you know, and, and, and I just want my son to, to really, you know, see what's going on. And, and I hate to say it, but as a Latino and, and, and as a minority and as a person of color and as a man of color, you're, you're, you're kicked to the curb every fucking time. You're underneath someone's thumb. And you have to work 10 times harder than everyone else to get what they have. And I just want to provide that to them. Like, listen, motherfucker, it's not going to be easy. Get your ass up and go run. Like right now, I mean, we all run out of friends to interview at some point. It's like, what would be your next strategy? Like, what are you hoping for? Like, are you hoping that at that point you're established enough where people come search for you? I don't know if people are searching you and to come on your show, but some. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that's good. Like, I mean, but. Like I said, sometimes we all run out of those friends that are willing to come on. You know, like that happened to me. Like after my tenth episode, I was like, okay, now who do I have to ask? So like, <laughs> you know, like I had started, I had forced me to reach. You know, like I'm uncomfortable reaching out to people to come on the show, but the only way this is gonna, you know, keep going is if I reach. I mean, if I reach out. So, like, um, what are you hoping for? Like, once you do run out of people, do, do you feel you ever run out of people? Do you have enough people like on your Rolodex? Is like, all right, this person's coming on next. I, I have a I have a solid Rolodex for about five seasons right now. Um, uh, nice. But to be honest, if if it were up to me, and and if someone were were to ever shine a light to me and, and provide you know uh, help, I would I would like to go overseas. I would. I, I would honestly like to be in the mountains of Afghanistan, sitting amongst Taliban leaders, asking them questions as to why do you do this? What can you provide a narrative? I'm not I'm I'm not going there as a soldier or, or for any fortune whatsoever. I'm going there to ask you questions. I, I'd like to run into to, to Vladimir Putin and, and just question him about a few things, too. I, I'd like to go to Wuhan, China and, and try to see if it came from a wet market or if it came from a fucking laboratory. You know, I, I there's just so many things that I want to know for myself and for, for everyone, really. Everyone asks all these questions like, oh, now that we're voting, is it your vote or the electoral college and what's going on with this, this and that? Well, like, I, for example, I, I've been trying to get one of the local judges that's on my ballot in my show and she's actually responded. So that that's that's as far as I want to go. I, I If I could interview the president, if I could interview Obama, if I could interview, you know, the Clintons and all these other people, I I will. I'm pretty sure I can find just your general question because there's more regular people like you and I with questions than there are people up top that have the answers. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you, you're trying to be a journalist, right? I mean, that that's I'm assuming like this is going to lead you to like being into like like interviewing, like hopefully, man, I hope to see you on TV, like having your own show where hopefully you're tied to like, I don't know, whatever you know news outlet that you enjoy or like that you feel comfortable representing but like because I, I feel like like from the 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 episode that i heard like to be honest I, only, I heard the lapd one but you were asking the right questions and like i think that's the like that that's how you know 
it's a good interview or like you uh, the person that's hosting the show is a good interviewer if they're able to ask those questions that right away the listener hears and the has then you're right away you're already with that question like you know like like you're already thinking you're just thinking about that question but you already are ahead of it and ask so i mean those are good qualities to have like i mean i encourage people to go um search your show like i said like that first episode is really like you just started out with like fucking running man like mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it bro like uh, like a good issue something that we all want to know you know like that we wish we could like go up to lapd and ask them questions but we're all afraid because we don't want a gun drawn on us you know but uh, it's crazy crazy um so like where do you hope this show ends I, I i gave you what i think like where your show should be or what i would hope for your show you know to be on tv or something but like what about you like where do you hope your show ends up i i would uh i would like to to, to link up with someone like vice news uh you know and vice productions i i'm, I'm very much you know on, on top of of what it is that you know that they're looking for and I'm, I'm someone that provides perspective because I'm from those ghettos that they interview. I'm from the streets of, you know, it's crazy because I, I go on Vice documentaries just to look at like the cuisine from Mexico City. And I'm like, when I watch it with my mom, she's like, oh, that's so, that's by so-and-so's house. That's by so-and-so's house. That's this neighborhood. And I'm like, I grew up going to these neighborhoods. So I, I would I would love to provide my narrative because you're, you're coming in as an outsider to these people and you don't speak the language. And that's what I want to do. I, I speak these people's languages. I, I, I would love to go down to, to Venezuela, Ecuador, uh, all of South America and, and just, just question them what's going on. You know, that there's so much turmoil. Cuba, Puerto Rico, uh, uh, DR, everywhere. They're all my people and, and, and every voice is just as important as the last. Like, I want to know more about you, like your future, like aside from your show, like what, what are some of your goals, like personal goals? Because... We all have them, you know, like this is just a little part of our life, like having shows and putting out a little piece of us, but it's not the whole picture. So like, what what are your goals? And you could accomplish that. Oh yeah, I mean, we, 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 we all can. Um, oh, you know what you should do? Do TikTok and I don't know, do something with the Ford truck and hopefully like you're, you, I mean, you blow up and then they give you a free truck. That'd be, you know, bro, I'd, I'd be very blessed if that was the case. But no, I mean, if, I mean, my, my, my personal goals with this, bro, I, I don't know. I, I always joke around and I say I'd love to have Mario Lopez on. So <laughs> that's probably my big, I've, I've had three encounters with that guy. And uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny, man. I, I, I've had some really funny stories with that dude. But no, nah, I, I, I'd, I'd love to have someone like him on. Um, I, I already had Manny Jimenez on, which, which again, to me, is, is, is a big personal hero. And and I I just like to take it from here, man. Just just see where it goes. I, I'd like to provide a, a positive platform for for you know for people and 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 just provide my son with these stories and this narrative that no matter how shitty your life can be, you can always do more with less. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, like I, he's de definitely gonna. The one thing that I'd be afraid of is, you know. At your your dad's always your hero. I mean, for us, obviously, we weren't around him, but you now as a son, like you do, look up to your your father. You know, or at least I've heard stories. You know, where they like you look up to your dad, and at some point, your dad stopped becoming that idol, your hero. So, hopefully, like you influence him to the where he likes you, because once he hits that puberty where he just wants to be his own person. 
you know, like uh, you're probably gonna have trouble. But like I said, I don't know your son, so maybe I'm completely full of shit. I don't have a kid, so what the fuck do I know about parenting? You're right, man. You don't gotta. Your eyes say it all, bro. I could read it in your eyes. Nah, my um, son's an but... asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's mean, bro. He's a mean fucking kid. Um, uh, but but I, I think uh, one of the narratives that I always try to push, and I've I heard this quote years ago, and it stuck with me, but it's easier to raise strong children than to fix a broken man. And, and even if he, if he does stop thinking that I'm cool and stuff like that, there's, there's still a certain uh, expectation that will be expected from him regardless. And that's, that's where I feel like my parents failed me to whereas they cut my wings before I could fly. But I'm strapping this motherfucker onto to a rocket and telling him to not stop flying. That, that's where I want to take it with him, to be honest. But how did that like how did they cut your wings? Like, I, I I think just the way I was raised. Um I my my perspective of, of art and culture, music and things was was just always seen as like noise. You know, I, I was I I raised myself pretty much, you know, having a single parent, you know, your 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 mom is either always at work or and not just that, but my mother was for the most part relatively young and I all I had was my influences. And when I when I brought my influences and my stories to my family, it was like, no, that doesn't fit in. Like that's that's wrong, or I think you're kind of dumb for thinking that way. And and I always felt that as if like well, my, I felt like they were cutting my wings before I could even take off flying and stuff like that. And that made me choose different things in lives in in my life that I, I became better at. You know, like graffiti probably wasn't the best thing. I was probably never going to become, you know, a DJ, but breakdancing was pretty cool. And that was the only aspect that was somewhat, you know, uh, accepted. So I went with that, you know, I wasn't the best, but I got to do it. And that made me realize that I can love things that my parents didn't. Okay. Yeah. That, now I understand. So, um, so how does your mom feel about you having this show? Like, she doesn't know I do it. Know? Oh no. What about your, like, aside from your wife, um, Right? You have a wife or call her that. You can call her that. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> um, aside from your wife, um, how does the rest of your family feel? Like, do they know? Like, are they interested at all? So some of them do know and 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 some of them are actually very supportive. I, I and I'll give that to them. And I feel like it's the younger ones because they know what it's also like to to have a parent that will tell them that. My aunts aren't too different from my mother, and, and I'm pretty sure that they would comprehend it. But at the same time, everyone would always make the argument that, well, your mom was just trying her best to make you tough. Okay. So I always give her that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're gonna have her side and they're not gonna view your side, but that's why there's therapy for somebody else to use <laughs> or, or this show, right? Like we this is our form of therapy sometimes where we we um we talk about our issues and you know out loud and sometimes it helps us, sometimes it makes shit worse, but you know, that's how it is. Um, I don't know if I depressed you enough, um, just by talking to me. Hopefully, I didn't. So Please, let's go cool. to yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know, man. Like, is there anything that you want the listeners to know about you? Is there anything you want to ask me, or anything that you want to talk about? My perspective, like, um, nah, I mean, I, like, well, for, for for your listeners, um, I found you through Mega Man, and uh-huh. uh, you were absolutely right that the first interaction that you and I had was, "What's up, dog? Let's go bodies on some hot salsa," and and that was that's what I wanted to do with you on on my episode when I went to LA is that. I wanted to have like a set of tacos and you and I ask stupid questions to one another as we're putting like hot sauce on our tacos that's spicier than the last and just keep it going. 
Um, but but I, I would, to, to all your listeners, man, you provide a calm narrative that people are thinking. And I encourage people to, to really just take a deep breath and enter your podcast because that's I feel like that's what you do with yours as opposed to mine. I feel like I'm just an asshole talking on, on like up through a microphone. But when it comes to you, it's like, hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? I'm like, fuck, I got to take some notes down from this. No wonder this one has a big fan base. Hold on. This guy's nice. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, well, the history behind this is I, I had another podcast called Dick in the Box. And I, I was originally going to be a dick. I was going to be the the dick in the box essentially the box is your cell phone wherever you're listening to me but i you know i had to stop doing it because for the first i mean my my co-host ended up leaving because he had other you know this this project was the last thing on his list and also i couldn't be a dick like i mean i'm super thankful for everybody that comes on my show you know i have to be nice it's just in me to be nice so i couldn't be a dick but i mean thank you man i appreciate the compliment um, I don't know about the big following and I don't know. Sometimes I feel the same way you do. Like I'm just talking to a mic and, you know, it gets lonely sometimes. Like when I do my solo bolos, like, oh, okay, well, I, I have to force myself to think um, about these things sometimes. And, you know, I'm trying to be more open to like talking about my feelings and, and talking about maybe issues that our people are going through just like how I am. So. Like, I don't think, I mean, I honestly enjoy your podcast more than mine, to tell you the truth. But I guess because I'm the one doing it. And, you know, I sometimes I, I ask myself, like, if I'm the right person to do this show, like, maybe, like, I think maybe if I had another host doing it, maybe this show would be more successful and I would just take care of, like, the production part. But I appreciate the compliment. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna try not to get it in my head, blow my head too much. But it's already too late, so my head's already big. But yeah, <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, I, mean, I I guess I I try not to take it like I try to humble myself because I, I have seen people that um that it gets to their head once they get like like past three thousand followers and they they feel they're big. But it doesn't mean that you're big. It just means that you're controversial sometimes and yeah that that's what they like or you're like they can't believe how bad of a per- host you are and you still have a show and i don't know it's just but if they enjoy like your following likes that like i mean i don't know how big your following is like you just started right in september uh or... I, I i decided to start this thing in august and august. i my first season generated about seven thousand uh listens and Shit. yeah dude it was a trip i, I had like I had no idea that it was it was going to take off. And, and I realized that our perspective matters a lot. And then hear me out mm-hmm. in other in other continents. So when we speak mm-hmm. about American issues affecting minorities, the, the minorities in other countries actually pay attention to that. And I realized that the majority of my listens was in like France, Spain and those parts of Europe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I, you guys really put on, you know, and, and I. I, I just I feel like we, we just need to capitalize on it. And I feel like the difference between you and I is that I had that following one time and they never listened again. When it came to you, bro, like I get I've gotten two like pieces of mail from you since I started listening to you. It's like you're the Let Me Know podcast is in my home on stickers on my water bottle. Like oh. it, it, it like your your name transcends like you, you go past Atlas Cast already. And you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. It's like but I, I learned from you and that's what I want. Like uh, all uh, like if there's anyone listening right now thinking about starting your podcast, listen to this guy. Like 
you know how to maintain your fan base as opposed to me where I just say, well, fuck X, Y, and Z and people cheer me on and never listen to me again. <laughs> I mean, uh, trust me, that, that happens with everybody. I mean, not everybody's a fan of me. I've gotten, like, people think they're complimenting me, but they're not. Sometimes they're, they're like, they're pointing out things that I thought I was doing right and they're like, oh, your episodes are too long. But, like, my, my whole thought process behind that was like you can't get to know somebody in the 45 minutes you know like you need more than that like, you know people need a lifetime sometimes and i felt like two hours or an hour and a half is enough but you know people are always gonna have something to say and it's like my, my my philosophy is as long as i'm putting out a product that i'm happy with that's really all that matters you know yeah and huh? and, and not just that but you do well you know i'll give you that bro well, thank you, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to like deflect all those compliments, but you're still ah, having them out. So ah, I appreciate that. I'm not good at compl getting compliments, man. Like I'm good at giving them, but not taking them. Cause I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I got issues, bro. I got issues Ooh. like self-esteem stuff. So I, and you know what, big dog? I do too. And um, there's this, there's a song on the new Nas album, um, King's Disease, right? He, there's this one specific bar that sat, that sat with me for some time. He says, you can't please everyone and everyone means you too and i and, oh. I, and I was like yeah. Fuck, dude it's like yeah. you you do your absolute best and, and and i'll be honest dog like i'm not a creative person i'm not very tech savvy i'm not I, I i can't you know just just generate a conversation from nowhere but when i heard that it was like you put so much into it and just be happy with what you put into it because when you really do put your all into it and i know you know like with based off production and stuff like that it might not be what you wanted, but that's the best that you can get from that, you know. And, and yeah. I'm I'm always, you know, just just by you saying that you listened to my to my first episode, dog, like that that means so much to me. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I I heard it, and I'm for sure gonna listen to the rest of them. I, I just based off of that one, like I really enjoyed with, like I, I listened to the first episodes because usually that's when people talk about themselves, who they are. So I kind of wanted to get a sense of, of you and why you got started. But you did what I did when I started this podcast. I just hit the run running with my first interview. And I didn't realize till like close to like 30, 50 episodes. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I never talked about why I wanted to do this podcast or who I am. And like, you know, like people want to know you personally sometimes. That's why, like, that's how the solo bolos came to be. Because it was just a little thing where I talk about myself. Um, you, you you see who I am by listening to these interviews, but you don't really get a sense of who I am really because I'm not telling you anything, you know, on those interviews. Like I've tried to focus more on my guests and myself. And, you know, those first interviews, I was like, oh, trying to relate with you. And I was trying to give things that happened in my life. But like I said, like I wasn't giving my all like who I really was. So um, I don't know if you're planning to do that, but I encourage you to just sit down by yourself. You know, those like honestly, like that's just therapy for me. Like sitting down by myself helps me process those thoughts out loud and you know, really like therapy to myself, like, oh shit, like I didn't know I had this issue. Like really, like I know what I think about, but once you hear it out loud, it's just a completely different beast. So I don't know if that's something you have on your like in your plans. Maybe you don't have to though. Like if you're not in touch with that or you're not ready to hit those issues, it, it's okay. You know, everybody does it at their own pace. Um, but I feel like I talked a lot on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, bad bro no 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 not whatsoever bro it, it, it's funny podcast it's almost like you're meeting a brotherly spirit you know you, like like look at all the things that we have in common 
and we've never even met. This is the first conversation you and I ever have. You know, it's and that's how legit this process is because you meet so many people that are just like you and and down to a literal sense, bro. You're half Asian, you're half Mexican, you you know the culture, you speak the culture. Dog, just look at you. You are the culture, you know? And <laughs> and, and and I like to say that about myself too, but at the same time, it's we because of our upbringings and the traumas and all the bullshit we put ourselves through, we are able to provide different perspectives. It, you and I are Asian Hispanic males age 30 from Los Angeles County, right? Not a lot of other people can say that, but you're completely different from I from from how I am, but we appreciate yeah. we appreciate the differences and that's what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope to hopefully like if you have a spot for me, hopefully I could be on your show. Season 3 uh, baby. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I'd love to be on your show. Um I don't know what you're going to ask, but I'm sure I'll make a fool myself no matter what, so that's my goal at all times. Um, so let people know about um, where they could find your show. Um, anything you got going on? Yeah. Um, uh, leave them with some thoughts, you know, before I leave, like any advice? Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me in, on Instagram atlascast under underscore seven zero two. YouTube atlascast. Uh, I'm working on, on on an actual YouTube page now. Um, and you guys can reach me at angel at gmail if you guys want to come on the show. And it, it, as far as, you know, just thoughts and, and everything else, uh, bro, you, I, I, again, I, I think the Let Me Know podcast is something that's going to be noteworthy. Uh, I want to keep you alongside me for as long as I possibly can. And and if ever you, you really want to start a, a third podcast, because I know you have your second one about your feelings, uh, mm-hmm. I'm down to start one with you called Angel and Angel. So, and we just well, talk shit. Well, definitely. I'm down for that. Like, I'm always looking for... For new things to distract myself so i won't be left alone with my thoughts but like i said that's for my therapy sessions not for today but i'm down like i'm down to come on your show and yeah i mean if you have any ideas for the show like i mean you already seem to have the name but what we're actually going to be doing on the show i don't know about shit talking because like i said i'm kind of a nice guy i don't want to hurt your feelings but oh no 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 no! we're not gonna be talking shit about people we're gonna be talking shit about subjects Oh, all right. I mean, we could like try it on. Like, I'm I'm always down for something. You know, like, like I said, I like doing new things, talking to people, and I'll get to know you just like how, I mean, me and my friend Ebony when we started that show, I really didn't know her, and right now we're just getting to know each other as the show is going, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And like, mm-hmm. I could probably do the same thing with you, like get to know you. Like, you already seem so grown up to me. Like, we're the same age, but you seem so grown up. So not until you I mean, meet I think me. I, I mean, yeah, well, if you think I'm, yeah, whatever, man, I think it'd be a good show. It'd be a good show, man. It'd be a good show. So yeah, I don't, do you want to leave people with advice or do you want to call it quits? Uh, to everybody out there, if whoever's listening, you're listening to two angels talk about their problems. So if you think your problems are going to get the best of you, if you think your problems are the absolute end of you, just know that you yourself can make a significant change in this universe and that starts with your life uh yeah, I, I, I that was a freestyle so <laughs> yeah i mean great advice hopefully you guys take it and i mean do be like angel leave something behind that maybe your children your brothers your sister the next generation could benefit from so just try to be you know leave a little mark in this earth before we go so man thank you appreciate it appreciate you being on the show um and I look forward to hopefully you having me on the show. So um, we're going to call it. Um, we're going to I'm going to end the recording, but stay on. Right. For sure.
cool. So we'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, guys, that was Angel right there, right there. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Make sure you go add him on Instagram at atlascast underscore seven zero two. And like I said, make sure you go add him on your wherever you listen to music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you leave him a five star review and let us know should we do this podcast together? What should we? What should it be called? Uh, yeah, so I enjoyed this interview, and like I said, make sure you go check out the rest of his episodes. Then don't forget, I have merch on teespring.com. Make sure you go grab yourself a t-shirt. I also have pins. Um, they're eight dollars, so make sure you grab yourself a pin. Or you can get the pins at Synesthesia Boutique. Or you can always DM me, and I'll send one to you. Don't forget to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Make sure you share us with your friends. Make sure you send us uh, questions. Uh, I am doing the solo bolo, the last solo bolo of the year. So make sure you leave me some questions on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and add me, of course. Add me on Instagram. Add me on Facebook. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure you send them to letmeknowpod on gmail.com. All right, that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being part of you know this year. And... I know we have another episode coming next week, but I just want to thank you guys for your support. It means a lot to me. And, you know, you guys have been there for a while. And hopefully we, we keep continue this show for many more years. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. All right, guys, till next time, I'll see you. Bye. has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms